Shalom, shalom, everybody. Four o'clock Wednesday. Four oh three Wednesday. We are ready for the best programs. Shidur Chai JRootRadio.com. Heard all over the world and in Brooklyn if you have a radio, but all over the world if you have a telephone, hotline, and a computer. So, this is the most interesting Sedra in the Torah because the only one where Moshe's name is not mentioned. How is everybody today? On this New York, we got eight or ten inches of snow. Today is February 5 and 5 Ador, Pasha Titzave, the only Pasha where Moshe's name is not mentioned. So this is your host, Yosef Chaim Schwab, talking to you on J-Root Radio. The name of the Shidra Chai, the live program, a call-in program, is Gigantic Little Secrets of the Torah, Nifla'ot. The wonders of the Torah at 97.5 FM. And you can call us right here in the studio when we ask you our 10 questions on Tetzave. The live feed is 718, or if you're out of town, 1-718-683-5858. The gigantic little secrets of the Torah. The hotline, if you have no computer and no Radio, and listen on the hotline. You can't call me, but you can hear. Um, 712-432-4217. If you want to hear the back programs, the archives, exchange, telecom, 718-506-9099. We have our Technion, Iran, standing by today. I hope there will be no interruptions. 8.15 or 16 after... So, we are now starting in the Flota Torah on jrootradio.com. And uh, let us ask you first question of the ten questions. Why is this the only parish shop where Moshe's name is not mentioned? Mm-hmm. We know about Bereshis. We're talking about from Shemos, Vayikro, Bamidbar, Devarim. Why is this the only one Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned? Does anybody know? And number two, uh, where, which Cedric is Aaron's name not mentioned? And number three, where is Hashem's name, which one Pasha, not mentioned? Now let me ask you about this week's Pasha. Why did it start out with Vov HaChibur, V'Ato Tetzavel, with the beginning of a subject? You don't start a Vov. You don't say end once upon a time. You, that's not how you don't do those things. Why do you need a, what is it called, a conjunction? End, you command the B'nai Israel. And number two, is it nice to call Moshe you, Ato? You don't call your Rebbe like that, not your father, not a tzaddik. Why don't you say, Why? Why do you say, hey, you, Ato? This is a little bizayon for Moshe. And, um... It says there in the Parsha, they make, make the eight big day kahuna. Oh, wait, before that, it says you should light the ner tomid constantly. Does that mean like the lechem upon him every second of every minute of every hour of every day? That's the lechem upon him. 
So when you light the menorah, panim, is it on 24 hours a day? You know it's not. It's only on at night. So why do you say tamid? Why? Tamid is every minute, every second. Why? What's the difference between lechem panim, which have to be on, on the shulchan every second, and this is only in the evening? And also, the eight big day kuhuna. Does anyone know what the eight big day kuhuna are? And um, let me ask you something. Um, some, why is linen always mishuzar six times? Why is it six ply? And why is it made out of blue twelve ply? And why is the ureos in the mishkan twenty four ply? And why is the big day kahuna twenty eight ply? Everything in the Torah is very deep. Very deep. The Torah, the Chamisha Chumash Torah, is like a code book. You don't know how to figure it out unless you know the code. Because every me- word has many meanings. And the color, and the number, and symbolism. The remez is the most important thing. Even the first word of the Torah does not mean in the beginning, because Rashi says it does not mean that. Rashi says if you meant to say in the beginning, you would use the normal word, Berishona Borolikim. But it doesn't even mean that. It means Berisha, something else. So without Torah Shabbat Peh, you have nothing. Yeah, you have a Bible. That's for the Goyim. We have a Torah Tamima, the Torah with the Mesorah. So tell me, uh, why, what does this all mean? Why did the Chelez blue? And why is the other stuff white? And the Ephod in Choshen is Shatniz. Why? Why? And why don't you mention here that the Michnasayim is one of the big Dekahuno? They only mention six. There's eight of them. Ooh, and what does the eight big Dekahuno, what are they Mechaper for? And the stones in front of the Choshen, the, um, the um, you know, 12 stones for the Shiftei Yisrael. And in, in behind the Choshen, they put a piece of parchment with Hashem's name, Yudke Vavke. 72. The case 26. They said it's 72. How is 26 72? That's why the Torah is very deep. You have to learn it. And some hold that the name of the Shvatim equals 42. That's why Membeth. But if you add up uh, uh, the, the, the Shvatim, it's not 42, it's 50. How do you eliminate 8? The Torah is very deep. If you're a smart person, you enjoy this program. Otherwise, you're bored. Because some other programs tell jokes and they make stories. This is for people who have, you know, your brain is like a parachute. It can't work unless it's open. And also, we have at the end, Lechem Matzos, Chalos Matzos, Rikike Matzos. What's the difference between uh, Lechem Bread, matzos, cake, matzos, and challah. What, what is this? Rikike, chalos, matzos, relech, matzos, rikike, matzos. And the last thing, the, the tzitz, the, the gold plate on the Kohen's forehead, had in it Kodesh Lashem. Does that mean he's Kodesh? Kodesh, Kodesh, Kodeshim Yisrael, Kodeshim Haim. All Yidin are Kodesh. So what does it mean, Kodesh Lashem? Only he's Kodesh? And was it written on one line or two lines? And let me ask you, the 12 stones have the names of the, of the Shvatim, Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Hudo, and they say that it's 
72. But it's not true. It's 50. Add it up. Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. And every stone had six letters on it. Impossible. Reuben has five. Shimon has five. Levi has three. Dun has two. How does the 12 Shavatim, each one with the name of the Shavit, come out to 72? Six letters, 12 stones, seven, impossible. <laughs> because Reuben is five, and Shimon is five, and Levi is three, and Don is two. The only one that has six is Binyamin. How does 50 come to 72? And how does they, some of them said in the, in the pouch there in the Koshin, they put the shame Hashem of 42 letters. How does the 50 letters come to 42? Okay, Rabbi, so we ask a lot of questions. Mainly is, what do these eight begotten represent? You know, eight different Averot. Now let us open the phone and tell you again what our number is. The magic number to get connected with... Uh, where you're going to hear Niflaot HaTorah, the gigantic little secrets of the Torah, why Moshe's name is not in this parasha. Does anybody know? Here's the number. You want to know? I'll tell you. 718-683-5858. If you want to hear all the details every single day of the week, we have 2,710 shiurim on only the parasha, all the parashas. The number is called Haloshon. Call Haloshon is 718-395-2440. All over the world, all of the United States, one number. And you hear it directly from B'nai Barak. It doesn't cost you a penny. And soon after I make this year, one second later, it's archived. Or you can even listen to it live. You ready? 718, that's Call Haloshon. Every day, for the last seven years, every single day, 2709, I think. Um, uh, uh, 718-395-2440. Now, when you get there, you'll never get me because there's 100 Magi Deshir. After the guy picks up, you have to push 11101. Then you hear every day, Rishon is Sunday, the Leo Shani is Monday, Friday is Shishi, Moti Shabbos is Shavit. Okay, Iran, we are ready for callers. Let them call 718-683-5858. Do we have any callers? Dacia, you're on the air. Yes. Go ahead, Dacia. You're first caller, Mazel Tov. Thank you. I'm Matt. Manet is sold to Too Many Avira, so he didn't want to be part of it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Manet is sold to Too Many Avira. What's, what's Too Many Avira? They saw the too many Averos. And Hashem wanted to wipe them out, so Moshe didn't want to be mentioned. Oh, was it too, who, who had too many Averos? When they saw. No, that's not the answer. I could be nice to you, but that's not true. But the Chazal don't say that. That's not the Emmas. You, could you uh, guess it? What? Could you guess the reason, maybe, you know? No, I thought that was the answer. No, uh, listen, you're going to hear the answer. It'll blow your mind because that's something to do with what happens this week. This week. Something's uh, going to happen this week before we read Tetzava, and that's why Moshe's name is not mentioned. Uh, okay. Listen. Okay, let's go to the next caller. Yeah, next caller. Hello? Nechama, go ahead. Hello? Are you Nechama? Yeah. You have to talk into the phone so we can hear you. Okay. 
Um, I want to answer the question that Moshe's name is not mentioned in the in the Torah. Right. Because um, Bnei Israel did lots of affairs, and Hashem wanted to fight the eagle, and Hashem wanted to destroy them. So, I, so Moshe said, if he's going to destroy Bnei Israel, he do, his name doesn't want to be mentioned in Hashem's Torah. Where so, did you hear so that? Hashem decided that he won't destroy Bnei Israel, but he won't put his name in uh, um, one parsha. So, why did they, Hashem accept the Mishkan? Where did you hear that answer? Um, at school, because Kilas Chacham Afilu Al Tanai Hiba'a. And what that? What that? Hello. What's that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Kilas Chacham Afilu Al Tanai Hiba'a. Yeah, but so then, but Hashem forgave Cloudy Soil, and Moshe said, if you wipe out Cloudy Soil, don't put my name in the Sefer. Um, so he says, um, So Hashem did not wipe out the Cloudy Soil, so Moshe's name should be in there. Every Sedra, why is one missing? One because Sedra missing, Moshe, why? Because Moshe, uh, Moshe uh, made a call that his name shouldn't be in the Torah. But Hashem, but, but Hashem said, that's only if I'm going to destroy Klal Yisrael. But since he did not destroy Klal Yisrael, after Moshe prayed for 40 days, so now the Hashem did not destroy, therefore the condition doesn't work. Moshe's name should be in every single Pasha. Why is it in one Sedra not there? Because Why? that's what I'll say. That if you have why a, one? A why not the whole thing should be nowhere? But why just one? You mean to say tonight, Tom Chachman, I feel tonight it still makes a Rosham, right? Okay. Very good. Why in this Sedra? Why not in some other Sedra? How come this one? If you answer that, you get a CD. Why Dafka this one? Now it takes smart person to answer that. Very good. So he wiped his name out of one Pasha. Why Titzave? Why? If you know that, you get a CD. Okay, wait. Um, can I finish? Wait. Huh? What do you want to say? Okay, let's go to the next call. Wait. Hello? Text me on. Caller, please. We have David on line six. No, David on line six. David, you're on the air. Hello? David, go ahead. Yeah, I know the answer to that. I want to hear it. Because it's the last one after the eagle. Shem waited till the last one because he didn't want to do it. And that's the last one. Well, why this, Cedra? just answered you. Because oh, because the, the last says, one. What does it mean, last one? Because he says the parish of the eagle, and then Tav is the last one before it was, was finished. So he should put his name next, take it out next week. That's when he made the eagle. According, so far we didn't get to the eagle, so why should he pick it out of this one? This sedra is because he was machaper for the eagle. That's why we build the mishkan. So Dafka, this sedra should not be the one. It should be next week when you do the eagle. That's so, it started from now, the, who told you this? You made it up? No, Beta Levy says that. Beta Levy, I don't yeah. think so. You have to prove that, because I know what Chazal is saying. I what don't think Beta say? Levy said that. I don't think so. I don't believe it. You have to read it to me. It could be. You never know. But I don't think so, because I'm going to give you an answer that will blow you out of your seat. It's, it's something that's going to happen this week. It always happens in the Pasha of Titzavah. Well, and that is a thousand percent proof that Moshe's name is not mentioned in this week's Pasha. If you know that, you get a proof. CD. All right, let's go to the next caller. Serious. Who's the caller? Shragi. Shragi, Shragi. Go ahead, Shragi. 
Yeah, I have an answer. Go ahead. Huh? Go ahead. Because this, this week is Bryce's birthday, and he told Hashem that they shouldn't be in the bar, so that's why Hashem listens to him. Moshe's birthday, so what, why, is that a bad thing or a good thing? Is it a good thing or a bad thing? A child's performance, that's Hashem, Hashem. When you have a birthday, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. Why should Moshe's name be wiped out on his birthday? Why should, why should, why should it be wiped out on his birthday? Yeah. That's what he says. Who said it? Moshe. Moshe never said that. He said, Wipe me out of the whole Torah that you have written. So what does that do with the birthday? He was born in Nifta on that day. What? He was born? So isn't that a good thing? And you're born? Why do you want to be... And he was Nifta on the same day. Oh, so now, what do you mean? Uh, What do you mean now? You have to talk into the phone. I can't hear you. He was born and lived on the same day, and, and it's always pulled out by another. Oh, Shraggy, you get a CD. Rabbi Sai, listen what this child is saying. Moshe Rabbeinu is always nifter on the week we read Titzave. Zion, this week, Zion adores Friday. The Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site, when he dies, which is a bad thing, is always on the Week of Tetzaveh, since Moshe's name is wiped out of the world because he died, he's wiped out from the Torah on that week. Uh, very good, uh, Shraggy, you get a CD. Don't hang up. The, um, the operator will tell you how to get a, a CD. And do we have any more callers on uh, J. Root Radio? We have... Uh... Who? Mayor Simcha? Uh, name, I Mayor want Simcha? to answer the question regarding Moshe's name. I want to answer the question regarding yeah. why Moshe's name is not in, the, in this parsha. Why? Because Hashem wanted to spare to spare Moshe embarrassment being. Being having this name in the partial where the Jews sinned and the huge such a huge sin that that when that Hashem wanted to destroy the Jews. Jews never sinned in this parsha. Wrong parsha. I know what you mean, but you don't know what you mean. This is not the parsha where they did any averus. Oh. You mean to say that, well, you have to tell me what you mean. So the answer, so that, uh, I didn't understand, so I'll I'll tell you the answer, but because I didn't understand. You know, you're pretty close to it, Mayor Simcha. I'm going to give you a CD. The answer is because they're focusing on on Hiron and and what he needs. Well, Mayor Simcha, we just answered the question right before you called up. Well, you just want to add an- another answer. What's the other answer? I just told it to you. Well, what did you just tell me? They did a sin I... in this week's Pasha, not true. This week's Pasha, they did not do any sins. It's another Pasha, they did a sin. You know what Pasha that is? Yes, Kasisa, but... Very good, Kasisa, uh, they should take out Moshe's name. Now, but to tell that... They're focusing on Aharon and what he needs. What's that again? What? What? Say it again. 
Okay, uh, let's go next call caller. We have Sarah. Sarah, you're on the air. Yeah, hello. Go ahead, Sarah. Um, I'd like to answer the question of what the begotten of the Kohen Gadol are. Yeah. They're the Foshen, Ethos, Me'il, Kisdom, Tashbe, Tishnafas, Avne, Tish, and Mechnesayim. And what else? Are there eight garments? What's the others? He only had eight garments. Yeah, but you didn't mention eight. You mentioned six. Oh, you had the Foshen, Ethos, Me'il, Oh, very good. Very good. Now tell me, you know what these eight begotten are machaper for eight Averas? Do you know what they are? Um, That's a hard one, isn't it? <laughs> you, you know, you're very good. I'm going to give you a CD. Stay online. The, the engineer will give you tell you how to get it. Okay, thank you. All right. We have another caller engineer. Yeah, oh my gosh, Charlie got a hit. All right. Are you Shechter? Rabbi, what do you say today? You always have some smart things to say. Okay, I have a very, very beautiful... You have to sit down for this one. <laughs> okay, I'm sitting down. Okay, are you sitting down? Yeah. There are another five parshes that Moshe Rabbeinu is not mentioned in the, in the Torah. Oh, I know, in the volume, but that doesn't count. Oh, the, but the Baturim doesn't say that. The Baturim doesn't say since Moshe Rabbeinu was born, he's, there's no one Pasha that he's not mentioned. Yeah. So everybody asks on this Baturim, we have five Pashas in the Vorim, Ekev, Re'esh, Shoiftim. You know why Baturim doesn't? If you look at the Kameh Hagos on the Baturim, you'll see that's only that's a Chazorah of Torah. All the information we have already is fundamental information. So the Vorim is excluded. Okay, so now I saw a beautiful Remus. I know what you're going to say. Kosafto is Rosh Tevis. Oh. Asher is Atem Nitzovim. Oh. Shin is Shoftim. Oh. Reish is Re'ei. Choftov is Kisiso. Kisaitse. Tov is Tetzave. And the base is the last voice of Ekev. So Antikosaft oh, yeah. is the six parshes that Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be nimhok from his, from the Sevetoiro. I know, but we don't count the Vorim. I know, but, that, but in the Baratum, you have to, the, they have to be put, you have to put chutz me, 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 uh, me Now, Aryeh, I'm going to tell you a better reason. You better sit down. I'm sitting down. Asher Mesifra Sefer Chos. This is exactly the 20th Sedra from the beginning of the Torah. Oh, that's nice. Now, that's how many knockout. times that Moshe Rabbeinu says in the Torah, you know that? Huh, what? How many times Moshe Rabbeinu is mentioned in the 770. Torah? 770. No. The 772? No. No, 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 no. There, there, there was... There was oh, Moshe Rabbeinu or Moshe? Moshe, Moshe, Moshe. Moshe 770. Rabbeinu. Rav Chaim Kanievsky said 770. Okay, let me tell you a story. In the Yatet, in Israel, Seven years ago, they came out with an article that somebody came to Rav Chaim Kanievsky, Adam Chochem, and he told them that he, know, he asked Rav Chaim Kanievsky how many times Moshe Rabbeinu is mentioned in the Torah. So Rav Chaim Kanievsky said, I don't know how many times, but whatever you're going to tell me, that two that you are going to be off. I know the two. Okay. So they said, I'll tell you how many times. It's 414. 414? That's what he said. And he said, so he said, you, are, you probably use a computer. 
Yeah. And if you use a computer, you're probably off by two. Watch which two. I know the two. In Pocus Misse. In Miyos Misse. And the other one is Moshe, a, a, a creditor. Moshe Yudo Asher Yashe. You're right. Okay, so now the, 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 I wrote, I wrote the, the Yatet Neman that this is not Yatet Neman. This story doesn't happen. <laughs> it's not Yatet Neman. You can't believe it. Moshe Rabbeinu has mentioned the Torah 647 times. Oh, my. 647 times, because now we have computers with Nikut. Uh-huh. And I made a beautiful remus today that in Nevim and Ksubim is mentioned Moshe Rabbeinu 120 times. Really? If you take 647 plus 120 is 767, more or less what you wanted to say. 767. 767, three, 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 right. three, all by three. You know what? You can count another three. Masha, and you can count Mise and Beshegam. Oh, but the, but anyways, but, uh, 767, yeah. 767 times says Moshe Rabbeinu in Gematria, Ador Horishon. <laughs> Very good. 767 is But now you said that Moshe Rabbeinu was Nifter and Zion Adar. The only right. problem is that Moshe Rabbeinu was Nifter and Adar Shani. So we have to tweak this little, little thing, a little bit. Oh, well, it's Adar. It's Zevan Adar, basically. Yeah, okay. We said that. And, and next week is going to be a big Yurtat on Erev Shabbos. I know. who You know who that is? That's your father's Yurtzeh. Right, my father's Yurtzeh. Zechut Sadi College of He was born on Ad Purim Katan, and when they took him to down from the in the, the emergency room down to his room on Ador Shani, the, or Ador, uh, no, I mean the thirteenth, the day before Purim Katan, the nurse said, "Everybody should listen to this. I want to show you what a tzaddik, how a tzaddik thinks." They say, "Rabbi, we got a beautiful room for you, uh, overlooking the Hudson River, facing west." He says, "I don't want that. I want to uh, go look the east. east. Well, that's the garbage dumps and the parking lot. You don't want that, Rabbi. Yes, I do. Put me on the left side. You know why? Because yes, it was day before Ador, uh, uh, day before Purim Cotton. It was the thirteenth, and he knew that the sun rises in the west, east, and sets in the west. But the moon." At the middle of the month, starts not in the east, but it starts in the west, and it settles in the east. He wanted to see the moon that night for Kiddush Levana, because he never right. missed his whole life Kiddush Levana. That's why he asked my brother, what day of the week is it? He said, well, it's t- tomorrow's form cotton. Baruch Hashem. So that night before, he said Kiddush Levana, because the moon at the second part of the month doesn't come up like the sun in the east. It comes up in the west and sets in the east. So at nighttime, it's already being in the east. That's what how it's starting. When was he born? Huh? When was he born? He was born 1908. On uh, what date? Kislev. I don't know. Kislev something. Ah, Kislev. Uh-huh. So, All right, listen. Ari Shechter, your pleasure to talk to you. You think like me. Gematria. Thank you. Have a good day. Who's next? David, you're on the air. Hello? Go ahead, David. Can you ask me a question? Sure. Uh, what is the Khoshan? What is it? The Khoshan? Yeah. yeah, what is it? It has 12 stones on it. Yeah, what, where is it? On the back, on the front, the side, the shoulder, the hand? The front, on the stomach. On the stomach? No, not on the stomach. That, nothing's on the, on the stomach. On the chest. Oh, on the chest it is. It's on the, let me tell you something now. It's on the chest. What is it has 12 stones in it? What's written on the stone? It says the names of the Shvatim plus Aram Yitzhak Yaakov, Shiftei Kavanei Yisrael. 
Ooh. You know why this gentleman is saying this? Because the behind the 12 stones, in this square pouch, the the Hoshin was a pouch. It had double layer. It had a, a pocket in the back. They put right. in the, the name the was in there. of Hashem. Correct. Correct. Huh? The Ornvatumim was in there, correct? The Ornvatumim, and the Ornvatumim means Yudke Vavke, and that equals 72, but everybody knows it's 26. No, if you right. write it out, Yud, hey, Vav, hey, it's 72. So the stones in front now have to have 72 sto- uh, na- uh, letters. Only one problem, Dovin. The, sh- uh, the Avram, I mean, Reuben, Shemalev, Yehuda have only 50 letters. So you brought up, they have to add another 22. Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, Shiftei, Yisrael. Or, Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, Shiftei, Yishurum. Or, Avram, Yitzchok, Yaakov, Shiftei, Veshiftei, Yudkei, Vovkei. Then you get 22 and 50, 72. Very good. Very good. Now, David, there's a problem. It said every stone has six letters. Well, Reuven only has five. So it had a house split up. What? The Avram Yitzchak Fiyakov is split oh, up. Oh, you know what he's saying, Rabbi Yisai? After the word Avraham, which is five, you need one. So they took the first letter of Avraham, Aleph. Shimon is five, they took the second letter of Avraham, Bez. Levi is three, you took the last three letters of Avraham, Raham. And that's how you add it up. But then it comes out six letters, every stone, 12 stones, six on 12, 72, equal to the Urim Vatumim, which is Yud draw written out by Midlui, is 72, not 26. And that's how it works. David, you're a very smart guy. You get a CD. Hold, stay on, and they'll give it to you. Don't hang up. Who's next? Hello, who's the next caller? Yehuda, line six. All right, go Yehuda, you're on. Go ahead. Can you ask me a question? Sure. Let me ask you. Who was the coin got on? Who? Who was the coin head yet? What? Who was the, if that girl screams again, we have to hang up. Uh, who was the coin head yet? That coin. No, after the coin got there was four coin head yotim. Who were they? Very good. Very good. How many begotim did the coin head yod wear? What? How many begotim did the coin head yod wear? Four. How many did the coin gadol wear? Eight. Eight. You know the four extra ones? What? What? Do you know the name of the four extra ones that the coin gadol wore? Yeah. Name them. What? Name what? Name them. Um. No, it's too hard for you. Okay, look them up and call me back. All right, the next caller, please. Uh, uh, let's go. Next caller. Next caller. Name. Okay, just, you have to uh, listen to me. Okay, Hannah, go ahead. What would you like to answer? Time to go ahead. Okay, next caller, please. Next caller. Hello, next caller. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's it. All right, our boys, until we get another caller, our number over here, maybe you forgot it. 718-683-5858. That's our number in the studio. We talk to you. You talk to us. It's a Shidur Chai, a live 
interactive call-in question-answer program, 718 on J-Hood Radio, 718-683-5858. Now, we like to ask you a question, and as soon as they're caller, the um, technion can interrupt me, the masadran, because the main thing is you, not me, but I have to ask you some questions. The koshen uh, had to be square, and it had to be double, and it had to be shotness, and it had to have the urim v'tumim in it. Urim means light, tumim perfection. means it answered all the questions that the Kohen Gadol would ask. If the Sanhedrin had a problem, they asked the Kohen Gadol, and he should ask Hashem, and Hashem would make the letters light up, Boltos, it means either stick out or light up, and gives you the answer. Now let me ask you, Kohen Gadol, he does the Carbonus business. What is he doing with the Sanhedrin? Why did they ask him? What does he have to do with Paskining Shilas? He's the Kohen Gadol, he runs the base of Mikdash, uh, the Mishkan, he runs the Carbonus. What does he have to do with Sanhedrin? Why did they ask him? Why does he wear the Choshen? And that's how you decide Urim, lights, light up, Vitumim, they tell you the answer to all questions. What is the Arkoin Gadol have to do with the Sanhedrin? What's the connection there? So it has to be square, Ravua. It has to be double, Kofu. It has to have Urim Vitumim, Yudke written out, Bimiloi 72. Then Shatnis, it's got to be Shatnis, Choshen and Eifot. Then it has to have 12 stones. Then it has to be engraved by a worm, a shawmir. Why can't a man engrave it? Why do you have to have a, a worm, a sheretz? Why? And then it has to have um, gold chains. Uh, that's called sharsharosh zohov. It has to have gold settings, mishpatzos, gold settings. Then lo yizach, it can never move. From the afoot, and it can never move on the chest, right and left, up and down. It got to be stationary, and uh, can it has to have eight rings on it, two on the top and two on the bottom, and also two at the end of the uh, the chain on top, and two in the beginning, um, the bottom there. Eight rings all together. Why eight? What is the giving answers? Claudiuswell, where the hard questions have to do with eight. Ooh, if you would know that, you would be, well, I'm going to tell you to you, because it's too hard for the average person. The best then has to be aware of eight things when they pask in the Shiloh. Is the guy Chayiv, or is he um, Potur? Is he Tomei, or is he Tohor? Is he Zakai, or is he Chayiv? Is he... Is the question the thing posul or kosher? So there's eight things. Is the man chayiv or putter? Is the if the questions of tumah v'tara? Is he tomei or tohar? Is he innocent? Let's say for zakai or chayiv. Is he is the item the thing posul or kosher? You know why eight? Eight is always leads you to nine. Nine is emes aleph mem tof. Four, four, one. You have to know that this world is eternal. Eight is eternal. We want to know the MS that'll stand up forever. Is he Chayev or is he Potur? Is he Tomei or is he Tohor? Is he Zakai or is he Chayev? Is the thing puzzle that fill another Lulavoda, whatever, a puzzle or kosher, the animal? Is the animal puzzle or kosher? 
Interesting. That's why it has eight rings. It's held together by eight. And the shotness, the eight for the chosh should have to have 28 ply. That means you have to spin the, the three types of wool and the linen, the four, right? Spin them six times, that's 24. In every thread, the linen is spun six times, and the, uh, the, 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 at six. And the wool, the blue wool, six times, and the red wool, and the purple wool, that's each one, six, 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 is 24. Then you lay in one strip of gold on each. Four. 28. You know why the big tikkuni need 28? Because koach is 28. When those begotten are mechap of a certain averos, you have to have koach, the michnesayim, the pants, mechap uh, for gila royos, because it's over that part of the body. You need koach to be mechapah for all cloudy swells, averas of gilarayas, the kesones, tashbeit, on your skin. It has to be mechapah for shvichas domim, murder. Why? A guy did shuva, maybe killed by accident. But he has to be mechapah for murder. Why? Because when the brothers sold Yosef, they didn't care if he got killed in Mitzrayim or in the pit on the bar if the snakes would have eaten him. They didn't care. They, they took the kesones, Passim of Yosef dipped it in blood of the goat that has likes human blood, and they gave it to Yaakov. They said, "Look what we found." They didn't say we killed him; we sold him. So Yaakov says, "Ah, Kasonis beni chayero A wild animal ate him up, which means he thought they killed him, or they got him killed, they let him be killed, or he was killed, and that is going to be the for the Kasonis. Pasim, this kasonis tashbeit will be mechaper for all sins of shvichas uh, domim. Then we get to the me'il, that's blue. Why blue? Because it's spun 12 times. Because uh, Lashon Hara, that's mechaper for Lashon Hara. A man's made from a nish, with a neshama. No creature has a neshama except man. And a man is a little bit than, a little less than Hashem. Because only Hashem has a neshama and only Hashem has bechira. Only a man has Bechira. So one man speaks about another man, and man was made on the sixth day. Twelve. It's Mechapa for Lashon Hara, of a man who has in his shoma, Techelis, light blue, like the sky, like outer space, like infinity, because he never dies, only the body dies. <coughs> Hashem is always, same thing with the Yid's Neshama. Hitler didn't kill any Neshamas, he killed Gufim. So therefore, you speak Lashon Hara about a man that has a neshama, t'cheles, 12 fly, because one man speaks about another man? That's why 12 fly. And the bells on the bottom, because when you talk Lashon Hara, everybody hears it. The bells, 72 bells. Well, 36 bells and 36 pomegranates. Why pomegranates made out of wool? Because every person has at least a mole karimon with mitzvot. He has some of the 613 mitzvahs, and a pomegranate has 613 seeds. How do you find that out? Cut it up in four parts and multiply by four. Okay? Then, um, so if it comes, if you're off by three or four or five or six, it's not bad. A pomegranate, they say, is taryag rimonim. Rimon is a pomegranate. 613 seeds. Anyhow, then you get to the because the 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 choshen that is mechaper for evil hadin perversion pervert of justice or kill kol hadin you don't know the law you're an amoret you don't know the Indian, or you know it and you and you twisted it perversion of justice and the choshen mitzvah paskin shilas right.
So therefore, it's mechaper for ivus hadin and kilkul hadin. And then you get to the ephod. Um, now Rashi says, libi omeli. No one says in the Gemara how it looks. So Rashi says, I think it means a skirt in the back, karochav each, as wide as a man. Not like the pictures you see in the Chumash. They're all wrong. It does not come in the front. It's karochav each only in the back. The ephod is wrong in those pictures. They're, and you say, well, there's another shita. I know, but don't you at least give Rashi shita also? I mean, hello, Rashi. No one uh, translated all Tanakh and all Gemara like Rashi. Don't you think maybe, maybe, maybe you should have Rashi shita also? Rochav each, only the width. They have it coming around the front. Not right. The ephod is, uh, as he said, like the rich people who ride horses, and let's say they're a little bit heavy, the, they should, the people shouldn't see when they get on the horse. They have a big back rear. So they have an apron in the back, only in the back, not in the front, like you see in the Chumashim where they draw these pictures. That's not what Rashi said. There may be a different sheet. I know, but Rashi, don't you mention him first, at least? Give him credit. Rochavich, only in the back. So, because that's Mechaper for our order. So, what does that mean? So, my father's at Sal. In the Mayon, this week, the only Pasha in the Torah where he has one Vart on the Eiffel. He says, that, uh, what is the back for? That's where the Tsoa comes out. That's the refuse of the body. Avodah is the refuse of the mind. The fools take the sun that Hashem made, and they said, the sun is God. S-U-N. <laughs> the Nutsum say S-O-N. Shaitim. Hashem made the sun S-O-N or S-U-N. And they say that's God. That's the Toffel. Just like what comes out of your body after you eat the carrot and the meat and the potatoes and everything. The vitamins are taken out and the mephesis, the refes, that comes out. That's the Toffel. That's not the Iker. That's what Avodah is. They missed the point. They took the Toffel Instead of the acre. So that's why the AFO is Machaper for Avodah Zorah. So we covered, and the Avne. The Avne is in the middle. Machaper for Hir Hurim Roim. You know, it separates between the bottom part of the body, which is for procreation, and the top of the body, the brain that has the Nishoma in it. You know, when Yom Kippur, uh, Yom Kippur you hit your heart, you hit your heart, okay, 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 hit your heart. You hit your heart in the Slichot. Why do you hit your heart? Once you hit your brain. So Nefesh Chaim, Rav Chaim said, you know why? Because the brain, the Nefesh is in the middle of the body. The heart, I know, but, but the heart doesn't think it has no brain, it has no nerves, doesn't think anything. Your mind says, I believe Hashem, I don't believe Hashem. Once you hit your forehead, answer, says the Nefesh Chaim. Why did you give me a heart that pumps the blood to the brain, that the brain could function and think about such terrible things, or rather don't have a brain? And the, and the blood uh, pumps the blood to the feet, or the feet can run, and the hands can move, and the stomach can move. And the brain can work. Why do I need a heart that gives me a brain that thinks apicorosus? That's why you hit the heart. That's what the Nefesh Chaim says. That's the acre part of your body. The heart, that pump, that blood pushes, gives blood to all the organs to function. What do I need a brain if it's, I did these Averis of Kfira and apicorosus? That is what the eight begotten mean. Now we go to the next caller. How's that? I'll say you on the air. Go ahead. Hi, I want to answer the question, why they use the shamir and not it like a person. Oh, very good. Because Hashem said not to use any, like, iron on the Mishkins because it symbolizes Muhammad. 
Well, you're pretty good. I have to say that an engraver who uses a steel tool, well, in those days didn't have steel, an iron tool, uh, true, 100%, but that's only, you shouldn't use iron for the Mizbeach. I have to tell you, Hadassah, I, I can't lie what Chazal's saying. You are right about the Mizbeach. But listen, you're very close. It says yes. the stone. The, hold it, the stones have to be bimelu osom, full. If I engrave, some of the stone uh, powder shoots out, and the stone is not bimelu osom. A shamir worm will depress the stone, not dig it out, but push and compact the material. It will not push it out. It will compress it. That's how they engrave. So you're 90% right. I'm going to give you a CD of that. Can you ask me another question, please? Sure. Uh, the, um, um, uh, let me ask you, uh, why is all linen spun six times? I have no clue. I'll tell you why. Because it's called sheish, and sheish is six. And it's called bad, and bays dalit is six. And it's called pishtim. If you add it up, and take the numbers and add them up, it comes out to six. And, and, and linen grows six strands at a time. So linen automatically has to be six ply. You have to spin it six times. Thank you, Hadassah. Let's go to the next caller. Peril, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. How are you? Good. Okay, I just wanted to ask a question. I know the questions are very, 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 very well, and uh, the, the kids should know it, but I think that the little kids, per se, when they ask about the Kohen Gadol and why did the uh, Kohen, um, after the Kohen Gadol, what he wore, the four extra ones, I think it's a little bit intense for these little you kids. Know, like you're right. uh, I you feel know like what? when they're saying what, they like have some background feedback. I know, you know you what, know? listen, Peril, you must be a teacher, is that right? I sort of do. <laughs> but you're right. But the Cedra is so technical. How can I make it? What can I, I have to say, I have a son. I have a son that was born in Zion Adar. I'm not sure they the other side. What's his and name, uh, That's why I knew the answer right away, but I felt sorry for the child. I know. You know, I said, like, you know, these, these kids must know the answers, but maybe they're too young. You know, maybe they're just yeah. young. You they know, know what, the character, Peril? they know what's coming up. Peril, but maybe Peril just... you know what? I'm stuck a little bit because this Cedra is all technical stuff. What can I do? Ask him who the coin Guttle was. I did. And what's his son? So he told me the four names. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. But why he, why, why Moshe Rabbeinu's men, uh, name is not mentioned only in this Pasha was, I think the little kids, they know Moshe Rabbeinu, 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 Moshe whatever, all, all, everything else. But they don't know that the outside and the, and the, and the board birth was the same day. And it comes out every year the same, the same Pasha. Peril, did you get your son the Peril, did you call him Moshe? What? No, no, no. I didn't give him the name. I'll tell you why. My father's name is Moshe. Oh, and then oh, oh, we wanted to give him Moshe because his birth was our... Yeah. Well, oh. we couldn't give him Moshe because my husband's name oh, is Moshe. What did you give him so a name? I said uh, for a joke. Mordecai? I said, look at him, Haman. But you, you know what? We gave him Yitzhak. Yeah. My father-in-law's... Uh, and the, uh, the, uh, Yitzhak Isaac, the caliber rabbi of the outside was then. And my oh, father, oh, very that, good. My Peril, father you're hundred percent right. The questions are a little bit difficult. I'm gonna, I have to make it. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna write as soon as you hang up. I'm gonna ask three very pushy questions. You're right about that. I accept your Muslim. 
I, I feel that the same as Musa. I mean, it's not my no, thing. No, you're right, but like what can I do? It's just, such a technical parsha. How do you get down to simple stuff? It's not stories like embracing. 100%. I totally agree. But the little kids that I'm asking when they're saying you're what, right. what, you know what, what, you're very I sensitive. Just, I feel so and bad. I, Maybe they have backup, and that's why they're asking why, why listen, you know, if that child is still listening, if that child is listening and the mother and the father have to apologize, it's a little difficult for him. You're right. I have to. Let me ask now some three simple questions. Peril, thanks for calling. Who? Uh, let me, uh, uh, operator, before you call, put the next one on. Let me ask three simple questions. First of all, titzave, what does that mean? What does the word mean, atitzave? And why does it start with a vav? V, ato, it's the beginning of a parasha. Why do you have a vav? And tell me. Uh, well, anybody know when Moshe Rabbeinu's yard site is? And, um, Zion Ador, okay. That, okay, let's open the lines. Any callers? Rivka, you on? Go ahead. Hi, Rabbi, this is Rivka the Rivka. Oh, Rivka the Rivka, I know who you are. You. What, you want to answer some questions? Yes, Rabbi. Uh, you asked before, um, what's the reason that uh, that Moshe passed away and his name was erased from the Tzavet? Right. Right. So Hashem knew that he's going to pass away the same day that he was born, which is the seven of Adar. Yeah. And uh, that's why he knew he's going to pass away. He erased the name from the Perasha. You know what? You're very right. Why did he die on his birthday? Does that mean anything? Yeah, all the gedolim, almost. Oh, they go you know why the... they die on the birthday, Rivka? Madua, hey, matim al yom yaledet shilahem, madua. Why? tzadikim, what can I say? What does that have to do with dying on the birthday? What does that have to do with being a tzadik? This, I don't know. I want to tell you, Rivka, because tzadikim or shleimim, and you have a full year, shalim, that's why. Yes, and uh, that's why the same date. You ask now yeah. what is the uh, uh, date of uh, dying, that was his year side, yeah. is the same date as he was born, which is the seven of Adar. You, you know how do you say yard side in Hebrew? Yom Haftira, no? Yom, they say, as far he told me, yard side is Yiddish. You know I say it in Hebrew? Yom, in Hebrew, the Yom Hazikaron. Yom Hazikaron, 100% right. The day you, that uh, the day you remember him, Yom Hazikaron, and that's Rosh Hashanah, really Yom Hazikaron. All right, thank you, Rivka, for calling. I appreciate it. Yes. Who's now? Simcha. Simcha, go ahead. You on there? Hello. I want to ask you a I want you to ask me a question. All right, I want to ask you a question. Um, the Kohen, where does he work? Where, where does he work in the Kodesh Kedushim or the Kodesh? Does he work in the Mishkan or in the Ohel Moed or the, uh, where does he work? Only the Kangadot goes into the Kajkadash. Right. And what, the rest of the year, where does he go? In the Ohel In the Ohel what is that? It's not, it's not the, oh, that's the front part. How many parts did the Ohel Moed have? Two parts or three parts? One. One. The first part was... 20 amas by 10, and then the Kodesh Kedoshim, 10 by 10. So the oil moed had two parts. One is the Kodesh Kedoshim, the back room, 10 by 10, and the front part is 10 by 20. So the whole the oil moed was 30 amas long. Very good, Simcha. I'm glad you called. You're a smart guy. Let's go to the next. Uh, Moshe Simcha. Moshe Simcha, I'm there. Go ahead, Moshe Simcha. Yeah, I asked you a question. What is the oil moed? 
seven-year-old question. What is Ohel Moed? He's seven-year-old. Do you have a question for a seven-year-old? Yeah. How do you spell Moshe? Mention Hey. Woo! You are so smart. And how do you spell his sister's name? Uh, you better answer or we have to go to the next caller. He doesn't know. All right, very good. One more question, Moshe Simcha. Let me ask you, um, how long did Moshe live? All right, when did Moshe, well, it's too hard. Let me ask you, what's the name of this week's parasha? Hey, so good. You must go to a good yeshiva. You are a smart guy and you have a smart parents because they, te- they send you to the good yeshiva where you learn everything. Thanks for calling the program. I appreciate it. Let's go to the next caller. Uh, Esther. Esther, go ahead, Esther. Hi, I wanted to answer why it says Avav Atatzava. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I think it's because it's continuing the topic from the previous parsha. Oh, what is it repeating? It's continuing. What? Of, la- uh, of what? Parsha's Truma. Oh, you are so smart. Uh, it says, and it's all about the Mishkan, and now you continue, and now about the Begadim. Very smart. You get a CD. Uh, hang on, don't hang up. Thank you. The uh, operator will give you a CD. Hey, thank all right. you. You're welcome. Next caller, please. Next caller. Next caller is Yaakov. You're on the air. Go ahead. Hello, Rabbi Schwab. First of all, Go thank on. you for your uh, great show. Thank you so uh, much for the compliment. I, I wanted to answer the Shalit that you asked about the why it says after Tetzave. So the yeah. time starts his parish, and this was partial with that question. And he's saying a phenomenal thing. Hashem wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to be the one to be Metzavah because it's not a covered for Hashem to ask someone to make a big light in his house. So therefore, the Tzibu should be coming from Moshe and not coming from Hashem. That's oh, what you mean, what's the reason? Why? Why? The Dorachim said, Letzad Shahadover, Eino Mina Musar, Letzavos Hashem, Shiadliku Neros, Bebeit Hashem, 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 Moshe should be the one to be Metzave. And Why not, not Hashem? Because, because it's like you're asking someone to, 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 to make you a covered. It's not a covered for a person to ask for a covered. Oh, Therefore, oh, oh, Hashem oh. wanted Moshe Rabbeinu to be the Metzave to do covered for Hashem, and not Hashem asking Bnei Yisrael to do the covered for him. Very good. I want to thank you from the Orachim HaKadosh. Very good. You command them to bring the oil. Ah, oh, very yeah. good. Shkoyach, Shkoyach Yaakov. Shkoyach to you, Rabbi Shwab. Yeah, thank you. Next call. Uh, we have Ellie, uh, Rachel. Rachel, you're on the air. Hello? Go ahead, Rachel, you're on. Could you ask me a question? Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, um, what, um, when the lit, the first mitzvah in this week's parish is the lighting the menorah. It says, Tomid. Should the menorah be on all the time, 24 hours a day? No. Why say Tomid? Um, because, uh, because, um, it should be, um, um, because the menorah in the Mishkan was always on. Well, at night, but not during the day. Was that only burned at night? So, let me tell you, maybe it's too hot. At the time that it should be, that. 
Oh, you mean every single night they should light it, right? Yeah. Very good. Now, Tomid means constantly, every night, even Friday night, Shabbos night, Sunday night, you have to turn on. Correct. But it says by the Lechem hat upon him, Lechem upon him, it's also Tomid. That's every... That's every second of every minute of every hour, every single day, every always. How come Tomid over there means every second, but not by the menorah? It's too hard. Let me answer you the answer, Rachel. The the Tomid by the lechem not upon him is means continuously, every second of every minute of every hour of every day of every second. But the Tomid of the menorah is can constantly only at night, like you keep Shabbos constantly Friday afternoon. Like you dive in chakras only in the morning, and you keep Yom Kippur one day a year, every single year. The menorah is only lit at night, every single night, always, always, only at night. The lechem haponim was continuously every second of every minute or every hour. That's different, Tomit. That's con- that is by the lechem haponim, it's continuously every second. But by the menorah, it's constantly once a day. You light it in the evening. That's it. So very good, Rachel. You get a CD. Ask, hang on, it'll give you a CD. Uh, One more last last caller. Uh, can you stay longer, engineer? It's over. All right, you have no more callers. All right, Rabbi Sai, our time is up, but we'll see you again next week. This Friday is Moshe Ben's yard site. Next Friday is my father's yard site, Purim Kotam. I wish you a wonderful week. Thanks for listening and Chazak uh, veEmutz.